Well, hey, as we uh, transition here, it is uh, so great just to be with you. Although not incredibly in person, I'm sure it feels like uh, we're, we're there in person with you on your phones or your TVs or whatever device that uh, you might be watching on. And uh, we're so grateful um, just to spend this time together. Uh, whatever uh, vehicle or medium you might be using, uh, we're grateful um, just to spend some time with you this morning. We, uh, this past week has brought uh, so many things for us. There's been so much information that's been shared. There's uh, been press releases and news conferences. There's been meetings as we have talked and prayed about so what, what is it that God wants us to do? How do we best care for our people? Um, how do we best continue to live the mission that God's given us to love um, God, to love people, and to make disciples? And uh, we are uh, praying uh, with you and for you, and uh, we are definitely just trusting God through um, all of this. We are not uh, overly concerned or uh, freaked out by any um, imagination, but uh, we want to do our best uh, here this morning to not uh, be medical professionals or government officials. Uh, none of us are qualified uh, to be that, uh, but uh, just to make sure that we're all paying attention to those things. But this morning, we wanted to um, just encourage one another by worshiping together through music and by um, just looking at God's Word together. And uh, we're excited to do that. There's um, a verse in uh, Psalm 56, in uh, verse 3 and 4, it says, When I am afraid, uh, David says, I put my trust in you, in God. And then he says, Whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. And what can flesh do to me? So we're confident that uh, there has been uh, much um, anxiety over this past week. There's people asking all kinds of questions, and many of them are just uh, without uh, clear answers of what's going to be happening, and we're we're okay with that. For us, uh, we want to be encouraged uh, by God's Word today. We want to be encouraged by being together uh, here this morning, even if it's virtually, um, through a computer screen or a TV screen. Uh, we want to be together. And uh, so it's encouraging just to watch uh, the comments, um, to see uh, the happy faces flying by on the screen as you guys are watching on Facebook. It's definitely a new way for us uh, to worship together. Um, so we wanted just to share some scripture with you this morning and uh, talk about uh, some of the next uh, days here at New Life. One thing I thought we should maybe mention is that uh, we're without a one of us because Paul has been sick over the course of the last couple of weeks. Not... Uh, you know, nothing more than the common cold or flu, but uh, yeah. nonetheless, he's been out of commission for a while, so, so he is yeah. not joining us this morning as much as we'd like him to be here. Yeah, although I am confident he is commenting on Facebook as we speak, <laughs> although he won't be commenting as himself because he does not have a Facebook account. Uh, he'll probably uh, be there on as his wife. So, uh, so if you see um, Sandy commenting, uh, you'll know that, that is likely Paul because um, Sandy doesn't really comment on Facebook all that much. So, but Paul likes to creep with her Facebook accounts. Just a slight confession as we go live on Facebook. <laughs> so, um, guys, uh, thanks for uh, being here this morning and uh, all the, the prayer that we've been doing this week to uh, understand what God wants us to do. Um, so let's look at and talk about some scriptures this week as, as we kind of dive in. Um, as you guys have all faced this in different capacities, as, as dads, as husbands, as uh, people who love all the people in our church, um, people at work, um, what are some scriptures that uh, maybe um, that have really stuck out to you that have encouraged you? There's one that uh, for me, uh, in Psalm 34, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and get this, it says, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. 
And just to think about um, that verse, that I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from my fears. What are some ways, as you guys have faced stress or anxiety, fear this week, um, all of those things, and maybe more, what are some ways that you've seen maybe that verse um, impact your life? Yeah, I would say uh, the just the idea of of seeking the Lord, and in some of these unsettling moments this week, you know, uh, I I won't uh, maybe never forget on Wednesday night um, I was sitting there at home and I just um, hit a website, a news website, and the headline said the NBA canceled its season. Yes, <laughs> and for me anyway, that was the moment that are are you an NBA fan? Not really. Okay, because I didn't see that. All right. Yeah, but but in that moment, um, that for me was the moment that kind of hit me in the gut and said, man, I think maybe I need to start paying a little more serious attention to this. That was the maybe this just got real moment. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it really was an impactful moment. Um, And then over the course of the week... Um, I work at uh, work at Battelle, and even prior to that, we had gone to a, a, a non-essential travel situation. Um, so that was a little bit impactful. But but sure. something about the NBA, you know, canceling a, a, or suspending a season where you got arenas full of people, the millions and millions of dollars, and people's lives that that is impacting. Yeah. Um, it, it hit me in a special place, and so um, I would say that just over the course of the following days. Um, to be able to to rest in in the the peace of God that that He is on the throne, He is sovereign, He is good, and um, and He He cares about us, He loves us, yeah. and that that our yeah. hope is not in our health, it's not in the presence or absence of a uh, of of a virus or a, a pandemic. Yeah. Um, he carries those things. He was aware of the time frame of this. He was yeah. aware of the impact of this, and and so it allows me to breathe, yeah. and 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 have and become comfortable with you know even though there's a lot of wisdom in doing like what we're doing this morning, yeah. um, be comfortable in doing that, but not allowing it to to uh, overtake and take a place of worship that it probably shouldn't in my life. Yeah, yeah. Greg, what do you think about with that verse in, in Psalm 34? Um, how is that, those words kind of applied to you this week? Yeah, I think, you know, my week was probably similar to many people in dealing with the chaos of the situation. Uh, a little bit unique just because I, I had a heads up that the governor was getting ready to close the schools. And that for me was when it started to get real. You know, with Amy being a teacher specifically, what that would mean for her in the coming weeks, but also for all the parents and, and my employees who had to deal with the idea of, okay, what am I going to do now if my kids are at home? How do I cope with that? Sure. Um, you know, being with the National Guard, um, how are we going to respond to help the local communities? Is it going to be Meals on Wheels? Is it going to be... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, helping with the medical piece, all those things. So that stress is definitely ramped up. Um, But then I also have a family and I have a a church family that I'm concerned about as well. And what does that mean? You know, I have some young grandbabies, which are are a huge blessing, but you know, what does this virus mean for them? Yeah. Um, So those are the stressors that I would say. I I can honestly say I, I, I can't, my fear has been minimal, but I think for me to understand and appreciate how much God is in control of this situation, um, 
it gives me perspective. As I look back over my last 50 years and, and the chaos I've seen, whether it's we were there for the Oklahoma City bombing, we've seen tornadoes, we've seen, you know, responded to earthquakes and hurricanes in my job. This isn't to that level, but yet it affects everybody. Yeah. And so I just want to do my part to maintain calm yeah. and to help people understandably who are stressed just to help them cope yeah. and to point them to the one hope that we truly have. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, I think, because there's been so many comparisons of, you know, the, the, is this like the flu or different than the flu? Is this worse than the flu, better than the flu? Uh, you know, just so many things. And there's the, the major decisions, at least in our lifetime, are unprecedented for our government to make and suggest. And I'm trying to figure out um, pieces of the unknown. You know, for some of us, you know, we're, we're, we're scared of some things. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's getting bit by a snake. <laughs> Uh, haunts me sometimes. Spiders. But, <laughs> um, I can do spiders. Um, unless it's a tarantula. That's that's the childhood story I won't go into. But it was about eight. It was about eight foot wide. Um, it's not real kids. It's they don't exist. Um, and uh, but this the the unknown. The trying to figure things out. Then and trying to just help uh, those around me to kind of get ahead of it. Just the just the stress and the anxiety of trying to to do all of that. This verse. Um, it's interesting. Um, it doesn't deal with fixing um, any of those problems, whether real or perceived. Um, it, it just says that he sought the Lord. Um, and whatever the circumstance was, he sought the Lord. Um, and that God answered him in that moment. Um, and he delivered me from all my fears. So just to think about those words, whatever the circumstances are, and we don't know what tomorrow will bring. Uh, we don't know what next week or next month will bring. Um, but for us to not be overly concerned about all of those pieces, um, but to seek the Lord, and the result of that was that God delivered him from his fears. Amen. So what are some other verses that uh, have encouraged you guys or challenged you guys this week as we thought about all these things? Uh, one that comes to my mind, um, and it's one that uh, the guys in my D group um, are familiar with because we've just been through it, but Joshua 1.9 uh, says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And of course, this, this passage is specific to a, an, an instance um, at the, about the time when, uh, when Joshua is taking on uh, command, taking on leadership of the nation of Israel, um, when Moses was kind of, you know, moving off the center of the stage, if you will. And uh, not, not only does that passage, but there's about three other passages at the end of Deuteronomy um, into the beginning of Joshua where either God directs Moses to or um, God himself speaks to Joshua yeah. with that same, um, that same direction. And what... What I love about that passage is the, re the revealing of the heart of God for a young leader who is about to take on this enormous responsibility. I'm sure he didn't feel equipped for it, and I'm sure he probably wasn't equipped for it. Sure, yeah. And, but yet God, as you, as you, uh, as you look through those, those passages, those like three chapters that it covers— Repeatedly, it's almost like God is is saying to Himself, "I've got to encourage this young man. I've mm. got to encourage him. I got to reassure him that I am taking him where he 
needs to go. He doesn't have to do it. And so I guess I just yeah. get such great comfort in that for that God is so loving, so caring, yeah. and he cares about us. Well, I think we oftentimes take that verse and just take the first part of be strong and courageous as though God desires for us to just out of an act of will somehow muster up strength and courage, you know, and we forget the, the last part of it uh, for, for the Lord, your God is with you Amen. wherever you go. And I think that promise for us is true as well today that wherever we go, um, God is there, whatever happens, God already knew about it and God has a plan uh, through it. So um, it's really encouraging. What about you, Greg? Yeah, for me, it's uh, going back to some scripture that I have relied on for almost as long as I've been a Christian. And that's in Philippians 4, starting in verse 6, where it just talks about being anxious for nothing, Hmm. but in everything going to God in prayer. And the peace of God, the peace of God will come to us because of that. And that is a promise. And I think that's true, you know, no matter what fears we have, um, we're to do that. But then it goes on. What I appreciate even more is, uh, the following verses after six and seven, picking up in verse eight, um, it says that it, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there's any praise, dwell on these things. Mm-hmm. And I Amen. think in today's situation, it can be very easy <laughs> yeah. to get distracted by the things that are fearful and. You know, I think I'm a little weird, but I I see great well, opportunity. Let's just pause right there. Okay. The I think I'm a little weird. We don't part. have yes. Craig. I think we could talk about that for a long time. We could, this morning. but not today. <laughs> you were saying. But anyways, um, it would be very easy for us as a church to hunker down and to be scared. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I honestly get excited because I see great opportunity in this no kidding crisis. Um, because if anything, the people, the way people are responding is making it a crisis and we sure. need to recognize that. And the fear that they feel is real. Yeah. Um, what an opportunity for the church. And I just, I do get excited about that. Yeah, that is awesome. One of the things that's been challenging, um, for us in our home is, as we're trying to take in all of the information and trying to figure out, okay, what's true, what's hype, what's hysteria, what do I need to know, what do I need to make sure my kids know, um, Every all of those pieces, and it just keeps coming over and over and over again. Uh, one of the things that we've noticed, um, and, and our kids, they're not um, in public school, so they get less information than most kids do, but I can't imagine. Um, but when the news station is on, you know, our kids are also hearing some of that. And, and certainly there's some hype out there. Certainly there's hysteria out there. Certainly there's true things that are out there. Um, and so what are some ways um, that you guys have seen that um, we might be able to really help, um, particularly our younger kids, even our teenagers, through some of this? Because anxiety is high. It's a real problem even prior to this um, in our culture. Um, so what are some, some thoughts that we might be able to share um, just to help um, some of our parents, to help our kids? Uh, yeah, I think that... Um, you know, one of the main things is just walking uh, through this, this you know, kind of unsettling moment uh, with them. You know, walking through the news stories with them, you know, pulling it apart and, and recognizing, okay, you know, this part of the story seems really factual and something we should kind of follow and live by. And this part of the story, you know, might be a little bit towards you know, getting some readers and having it be a little bit dramatic. And so maybe we should set that part of the story aside. Um, and and yeah. really, I think that, um, A, it, it 
will allow some of the um, some of the drama to be pushed aside and some of the reality to be brought to the forefront yeah. and and uh, perhaps you know increase the relationship as it's uh, as it's going on. Yeah, and with our older kids that are able to handle you know that kind of conversation, um, that's good because they're probably with social media getting their own um, informational sources, which may be accurate or not. Um, but you know, I've found for us, you know, it's we've had to particularly for our younger kids um, make sure that they just don't they don't see the news. Because mm. uh, they just might not have the filters or the ways to really process some of that information, which has been a help. Because uh, then we can kind of share with them. Because the, the, in reality, at least as I understand things, um, there's not a huge threat as we're sitting in our living room watching TV at night. Right. Um, you know, uh, Frozen Two came out. You know, <laughs> everyone's excited that Disney released Frozen Two, and you know we're watching that. We're, we're probably not going to have any issues <laughs> while we're sitting there. Well, and I think we're perspective. That's where perspective really matters. So focusing yeah. on what is good and what is true. We still have a warm home to stay in. We still have running water. We still have electricity. Yep. Lord willing, we keep the internet. Otherwise, it'll get really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but in all honesty, you look in comparisons of what the church has gone through or what communities have experienced over the years, whether it's major yeah. earthquake or tsunamis or... Um, you know, fires, the devastation that really comes with that. This isn't devastating. No. Not to not. minimize the people that are affected by it directly. Um, yeah. But we need to maintain that perspective. And I think with our kids, we need to remind them in all the hype, yeah, in all the excitement of what the truth is and what we're truly dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, just to keep in mind that idea of um, the verse we read before that um, I sought the Lord, just helping our kids um, seek the Lord. I'm outside of this situation. Uh, I'm just to seek the Lord I'm on a daily basis. And the other well, thing I thought, what a was, tremendous opportunity to do that. Yeah, because some parents, you're not going to work, right. <laughs> or you're working from home, or your kids are staying home, yeah. and to help them and use this opportunity um, to develop some of those disciplines in, in their life. And I think that piece, the how we choose to respond and model for our kids, how we deal with this, is absolutely critical. Yeah that we're going to God, that we're not getting panicked, that we're not, you know, going to buy all the toilet paper at the Meyer or Kroger. Whoa, wait a minute. Are you suggesting that we don't run to the store and beat people up for a roll of toilet paper, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> wow. One other thing that comes to my mind is that I'm kind of a piggy, piggy, t- piggybacking on what you said, um, your passage and talking about praying, is, is bringing this topic to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. The, the actual virus pandemic outbreak that, that he was aware of, and he is um, got a, a will that um, re, will re- respond to it and make good of it, since we're all involved at some level, but, yeah. that, but that we can pray as his body, as he asks us to, to resolve it quickly. Yeah. And that um, as he asks us to pray, and our prayers um, will be answered in his will and his timing. Yeah, and I think there's there's something too about um, moving from um, processing just thoughts, information, to moving towards action, and helping our kids pray, particularly um, praying together for others, praying for those in our community, um, praying for those um, that are elderly or exposed, praying for um, government officials, uh, medical professionals that are making really big um, important decisions for all of us. Um, it gives them an action point, not just to sit and stew 
um, about all that information, but to do something about it. And they can, and because uh, prayer matters, and um, our kids need to do that as well. Um, another thing I would think, too, is um, just as parents, especially if you're there with them all day, um, put, put your devices down. This is good for every day. Um, not right now. It's, it's, yeah, not right now. Um, it's, it's a challenge for me. You know, certainly there's, a, there's a probably a level of addiction to my phone. Um, but put them down and play, play a board game. Um, hang out with your kids. You know, throw, throw a ball um, inside or outside. You know, um, go enjoy the snow today. Um, go for a walk. Um, together, um, all of those things are certainly um, doable and good, uh, but to uh, just put our um, phones down uh, would be really good so ryan we've um, we 've talked just briefly um, about some things that we 're thinking about for our kids what are there some things you wanted to share just uh, for those that aren 't in our kids ministry that uh, may be watching even this morning or maybe they 're um, in a basement, not watching this morning, or still in their PJs. Um, well, they, they should probably, the third and fourth graders, well, actually K through fourth graders, uh, you know who you are, um, <laughs> have a memory verse this morning, so um, your parents can uh, take care of that, so you aren't getting off the hook for that. Um, <laughs> awesome. But as we look forward to the coming weeks, we'll definitely be, um, be you know, we are, we are facing uh, probably not meeting together as a church family for, for a few weeks here. Um, so we want to make some opportunities, just like we've done this morning, probably largely adult-focused this morning, sure. uh, growing up-focused this morning. Um, but, but perhaps we'll have some opportunities to do a uh, similar thing or, or uh, at least send out some materials, have some activities um, that we're able to do um, and engage, whether it's via text message or some other way, um, yeah. or just sending out some materials um, actually that are even already available on the hub um, that, that parents can, can go and uh, download some things and, and have some of the same, actually the same curriculum yep. that uh, we use for Sunday morning um, as we're kind of isolated to home for a while. Yeah. Well, and we, I think, I don't think we mentioned it um, earlier. We maybe we forgot. Uh, one of the things that even prior to uh, Governor DeWine's statement on Thursday um, regarding the meetings of less than 100 people, uh, one of the things that the school had actually told us is that we were actually not going to be able to meet in the school at least through April. And um, so for us, you know, we're, we're planning and getting creative about some ways that we can all stay connected. Uh, for those that uh, where it's um, a good idea um, to meet together uh, physically, finding some safe ways to do that. We're also uh, looking at all kinds of um, digital ways that we can um, stay together. Um, it's going to be really important for us. So for us, you know, we're, we've got some about at least probably six more weeks. We're not sure after that, um, as though this is a day-to-day fluid kind of situation. Um, we're, we're, we're preparing for those things. We're trying to get ahead of those things. And, uh, we've got some pretty creative ideas, some fun ideas, um, that uh, we're working on. So stay tuned, stay tuned on that. Um, one of the things that uh, people have been asking, um, which has been really encouraging, um, that our church, um, by and large, at least as we've experienced talking to a lot of people, um, there's not been crazy amounts of anxiety and those kinds of things, but many are beginning to ask the question, what can we do as a church? And there's a verse in, or actually several verses in Matthew 5, uh, verses 14 through 16, uh, where we're reminded of this truth. It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. 
In the same way, and this is a charge for us as a church even today, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What are some ways that you see that verse apply in our culture right now, that uh, we would be um, this light to the world that we've been called to be? Well, for me, I, I just, again, my excitement about looking at this as a great opportunity for the church to yeah. be different than the world and in the, in the chaos and, and unknown of today. Um, I think making sure, you know, people are going to hunker down, whether they're Christians or not, people are going to sure. hunker down. And what a great opportunity for us to reach out to those to people that maybe we haven't reached out to before. I think um, calling our neighbors. Yep. Um, you know, we're not quarantined. We can go next door and knock on the door and talk to them, you yep. know, with some sensible practices in place. But we can do that. I think as small groups, D groups, life groups, and as a church body, we can reach out to one another. Especially, um, you know, it's hard enough to stay in contact during the busyness of life. Yeah. Um, but in this situation, it's all the more important that we take the extra effort just to take five minutes to reach out to somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, um, especially those that might be struggling more with some of the anxiety of this, um, or it's recommended that they become a little more isolated. You think of um, particularly uh, those that are elderly in our community. Uh, what a great time to, to knock on their door, um, leave them your phone number. Um, to be able to encourage them, talk to them, uh, share with them, uh, go grocery shopping for them if that's needed, um, go wrestle you know some toilet paper <laughs> you know off the shelf for them, uh, whatever that might be to to think of them. Ryan, are there some other ways that uh, you could think our church can be the light that uh, God's called us to be? Yeah, I know we've already been in contact with the Canal Winchester uh, Human Services, and so there'll be more uh, coming along those lines uh, because uh, there may be some changes with how they do business um, in terms of connecting with the people who utilize their services, that there may be some opportunities for us. Um, but I also think that um, just demonstrating a hope in Christ, a hope of, of, um, of, of, of his um, certainty, in our lives, yeah. um, that's going to be noticeable, um, yeah. you know, over the coming days. We don't know what the coming days will hold. Um, mm. it, it, this could turn into something that there's, um, you know, significant um, illness and death across our country. And so mm. it could get a lot more unnerving um, over the course of the coming days. It could um, kind of fade away and become kind of a, not a thing anymore. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd vote for that plan. Yeah. And, and so um, how, regardless um, our hope is in the Lord. Yeah. And to be able to communicate that calm, um, but recognize the seriousness of the situation, yeah. I think will stand out. Well, just the, how, how different it will look for people who have hope um, in our culture who don't um, have the fear, but have hope yeah. in Christ. Well, and I think that's what's key is as we engage people, um, one, we can't minimize their fear sure. because what they're feeling is real. But I think we can share with them the hope that we have. And that's what's yeah. absolutely critical going forward is that when we help them understand, appreciate where they're at, yeah. but help them see that there is hope in this broken world. Yeah, and I think just for us um, to be to be sensitive to that, there's people all across the whole spectrum with this. There are people who think that this is all just a bunch of craziness, conspiracy theory, um, and everybody that uh, is concerned about it's stupid. And there are people on the opposite end of the spectrum who are completely wigged out uh, that this is even happening and don't know what to do. And um, they have they have 
you know, stock their house up for the next 10 months and are closed and locked the doors. And to realize that um, no matter where we are on that spectrum, um, we want to represent um, the hope and the glory of Jesus Christ as gospel wherever we go. And that matters in the kinds of things that we post, um, the sensitivity in which we post them. Uh, you know, even there's certainly people like to joke and make light and, and lightheartedness of some things, and sometimes that's good. Uh, but to do that publicly, necessarily on Facebook or other ways, um, we just need to be uh, vigilant that uh, even in that, that we want to represent Christ um, wherever we go in His hope. Well, and I think that's important for people to remember. We are representing. Yeah. No matter how we choose to Absolutely. react. Absolutely. So. The question is, what are you representing? Are you representing the light and the hope, or, or are you going, nah, I really don't want that Yeah, for others to see? And even for our kids and students, what a great opportunity that they have to represent this hope and uh, not fear wherever they go. Um, so um, as we think about uh, as we, uh, think about the future of new life here in the next few weeks anyway, um, some of the things that we're talking about, we already mentioned that at least on Sunday mornings, uh, we're going to be here uh, virtual here on Facebook Live uh, each and every week. Um, we'll probably get better and better at it uh, every week. We're grateful um, for Trevor and all those who made this happen in a matter of, I don't know, 24 hours. Maybe uh, nobody's seen us in the last 30 minutes. We've just been sitting here talking to ourselves. That 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 would be interesting. Um, <laughs> anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Uh, um, but we'll be here uh, virtually with... Um, uh, with our church family and with those potentially around the world. We've seen people from, I think, Florida already. We've seen probably people from South Dakota, um, old friends of New Life that uh, we haven't seen uh, in a while, and we certainly see our, our, our current church family. So we're excited um, just to see how all those connections have been made. Um, we've also, um, at least today, um, there are a couple of Life Groups that are watching it live. Hello to Life Groups. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Um, there's also um, some that just felt that they wanted to stay at home, whether it's just out of concern or caution. We totally respect that, and we're good with that. Maybe you just wanted to stay home in your jammies and uh, watch church and be a part of church. Uh, we still love you, too. Um, but we'll be here live on Sunday mornings. Um, our D groups at this point um, are going to continue to meet, but we've left that in um, the hands of our D groups and the leaders um, to make sure you're thinking about um, those that might be in your group that might be a little more um, vulnerable uh, to the virus and that kind of thing, uh, whether you're going to meet and where you're going to meet. Uh, but certainly, if you can't meet physically, there's ways to do that virtually. Uh, we're excited to see the ways that we can um, engage those things. Same thing with live groups. We've left that right now in the hands of our life groups. Uh, we don't know, again, the coming days will bring, uh, what uh, the government will ask us to do um, just to kind of contain uh, things. So we'll, we'll be working with that on a day-to-day kind of basis. We mentioned before that we're going to be sending out some things for families and for kids. Uh, We're going to be working this week um, to engage a lot of our students um, just to help them process through it. And we're still going to study God's word together. Uh, We're going to seek him and allow him to uh, remove some of those fears. Are there some of the things that I might have missed as far as kind of the foreseeable future for new life or we kind of hit them? I just think more to come. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you did a good job. Absolutely. Excellent. And it's interesting as we um, have thought about um, the vision that God has given us, uh, there's one, uh, a piece of that vision a couple years ago that God gave us the vision that we, he sees and we see a church that's healthy and prepared. And as we sat around talking and praying about this this week, uh, we were encouraged that uh, God, we believe he has prepared us for this moment. 
and uh, we are ready um, to do what, uh, what God wants for us, and uh, we're excited about that as well. And in Second Timothy, just finally, as far as Scripture to share, there's a verse, uh, verses in 4th 7, it says, as Paul writes, As I remember your tears, he says, I long to see you, that I might be filled with joy. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now. I am sure it dwells in you as well. For this reason, he says, I want, you, I want to remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Um, so just want to encourage you that with that today, that he has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, but he has given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of self-control. So as you are struggling this week, we want to remind you of those things. We want you to reach out to life group leaders, um, to us here uh, as elders or as staff. Uh, we are ready um, to, uh, to encourage you to get together. Uh, we're excited about what God's going to do, and we'll be communicating all throughout the week in different ways, um, and we're excited about what God's going to do. So um, respond out of a spirit of power, love, and self-control. So we just want to spend our time finishing today just by praying uh, for our community and for you um, and uh, for this whole situation. So um, I'll just start. And God, we are uh, grateful um, that uh, you are not surprised by today. You're not surprised by this past Thursday. You won't be surprised by tomorrow or next week or next month. Um, God, that uh, your plan and your will still moves forward. God, that you are still sovereign, that you are still in control. God, that you are a God that is full of grace. And God, you are strong and powerful. So God, we just pray uh, this week that you would help us, remind us um, to seek you. God, that we would seek you through your word, that we would seek you by talking about you with others. God, that we would seek you in song. Um, God, as we write, as we journal, as we sing, as we read your word. And God, that uh, you would remove a fear and anxiety from our hearts um, as a church family, from all those who are listening, and from our community. God, that uh, your hope, that your light, that your gospel, that Jesus might be glorified uh, here in this moment. And God, we trust that you are more than capable and more than big enough um, to do these things. Dear Lord, we're just so grateful for this morning and being still able to, to meet uh, together and, and worship you. I just ask, uh, ask that, that you would continue to prompt our hearts to engage you um, in studying the word, in being in, in prayer and, and study and reflection and applying your truth to our lives. Uh, we, are, we are so um, uh, at times tempted to, uh, to go down a path of, of, of fear, of instability. But, Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that our hope is in you, that, that when we sin, you are faithful to forgive our sins. And that that would be the message and the reminder of, for, for anyone um, who is uh, struggling during this time, that, that you are the hope and the salvation for a world that, um, that, that we struggle with sin. And we are sinners and we need a Savior. And, and so while, while many people this morning need a healer from a virus, 
Lord Jesus, we all need a healer from, from sin. And, and you, you sought us, and you, you desire us. And so for, for anyone listening this morning that, um, that, that is not um, entered into a, a saving relationship, a saving faith in Christ, um, seek that out from, from someone here or someone you know um, to have your questions answered in that. But, but we just ask that, that this morning that, that our country um, be, um, be healed of this virus, um, that your will would be done in, in all the implications surrounding it. Um, we thank you this morning for the leaders of our state and our country who have shown initiative in, in protecting um, the, um, their, their overseen people, overseen people. And uh, we just ask that each one of us would, would continue um, honoring them and worshiping you in the, in the proper order. And Father, I just, I just pray that we as a church can be that example to this broken world, Lord, that you call us to be. That we see it as an opportunity to shine a light, to show others that there is hope. And in a situation where if we allow ourselves, we can think that there is no hope, Lord. You know, the reality is we are all infected with the virus of sin. But the goodness is that there is a cure. And that is your son, Lord. So as we come before you, we just look forward to seeing how you move in the coming days and weeks, Lord, and that we can be a part of what you would have in store for the church here in general. We love you and appreciate you and thank you for the opportunity to, to worship in this way. Your son's holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us uh, here this morning. Uh, wherever you are in the world, we're excited that uh, you're here and that God's doing some pretty amazing things. Um, so we're grateful for you. Love you all. If there's anything we can do, absolutely, without question, reach out, and uh, we would love uh, to help in any way we can. So we love you. Have a great, great day.